Welcome to This is the Day with Pastor Wade Scarborough. It is our prayer that something is said or done to make your walk through this journey called life a little lighter and brighter. You can follow Pastor Wade at Real Pastor Wade on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. He looks forward to walking with you on this journey together to breakthrough, victory, redemption. Pastor Wade is anointed and experienced in multiple areas of life. God uses him to have us look at our challenges in ways we may never have seen before. Now the moment we've all been waiting for, Pastor Wade Scarborough. This is the day. This is the day. This is the only day that the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it, ladies and gentlemen. It's your boy, what's up? This is Pastor Wade. I want to welcome you, ladies and gentlemen, to This Is The Day. It's an honor and privilege. Y'all know what time it is. It's an honor and privilege that you've taken the time out of your life to walk with me on this journey we call life to join this conversation where we can have a talk. I mean, can we, there's a lot of talk about y'all. Do we, 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 we got, listen, we, Iron sharpens iron. And the beauty about iron and sharpens iron is the two irons have to be touching. So that's the beauty about these conversations we can have because there are questions that you may be asking yourself. There, I know y'all seeing a whole bunch of foolishness in news with uh, vaccines, COVID, with, with the new change in administration. If you're in the United States of America, all the tyranny and issues that we're having all globally all over the world. So listen. We got listeners all over the world right now, and I know y'all got questions and issues, and I appreciate every single one of you that uh, have put in reviews on uh, uh, iTunes and stuff like that. Also on uh, all the pl- podcast uh, platforms like Spotify, things like that. So I just want to say thank you so much uh, for doing that. I'm glad you're being blessed uh, by, uh, our conversations. And listen, as long as y'all keep wanting it, I'm gonna keep doing it. Uh, definitely a shout out. Uh, I can't take credit for everything I do on this show. I got to give it up to my man, Kevin Clayton at I am music group. Um, and Erica, uh, and his wife G, uh, as well that, that support me and make sure that I have the things that I need that help promote the show on all the social media platforms and things like that. So listen, this is a team effort, a group effort. We are in this together. And let me just say, for those who join us for the very first time, welcome! Listen, I don't take that lightly either. You could be joining a whole bunch of conversations right now. And you decided to take a part of This is the Day with Pastor Wade. And let me tell you what this show, this conversation is all about. We like discussing various topics that the church body does not talk about on a Sunday. Well, churches are starting to open back up now, which they should have never closed, but don't get me started. Shout out to Bishop McClendon. Uh, I heard his word uh, about uh, Be Not Troubled. Uh, It was an amazing uh, four-part series, and he stayed open the whole time. So definitely shout out to Bishop McClendon and all the bishops and pastors that opened up, stayed open during this time, uh, and still kept the word going. I appreciate it, Uh, man. You guys uh, are are doing the best. And listen, for any bishops or pastors didn't stay open, listen, you've been doing God. God's words, whether it been online or not, I don't want to slight you, but listen, for all those that really stayed open and really, uh, as far as allow people to still fellowship and touch each other. Remember I said iron sharpens iron. So the thing about the irons is they got to be touching each other. So uh, thank, thank God for all of you uh, that have done that and also continue to spread God's word. So, and also we discuss things that about uh, that we don't just talk about a Bible study or shut down from talking about it all together because of the sense of nature of the subject. All of us, no matter what you think, feel, or believe, 
without judgment will not be made to feel like your feelings or opinion are not valid and we can have that free and honest conversation as my boy tv would say keeping it 100 on this is the day here with pastor wade y'all we, we listen we've been going through a great uh conversation uh before we were talking about disciplines of faith and now we're on not only the discipline of faith but now no, how to apply faith was before that, excuse me, was how to apply faith. And then now we're in the disciplines of faith. And then we've already uh, talked about the discipline of prayer. If you haven't heard that, definitely go back and hear that. Did uh, We just finished with the discipline of repentance. So repentance was very major uh, as well. And then now we're about to go into the discipline of confession. Like my boy Usher said, these are our confessions. Uh, see, I can't sing. Y'all. I talk. I can't sing. So I know folks out there going, wait, what are you doing? You know you cannot sing. And you're absolutely correct. But I just love that part. These are our confessions. It, Listen, we're about to talk about confession. And then if you haven't heard any of our other conversations, uh, go back. And like I said, we did how to apply faith before we started doing disciplines of faith. And before that, we did uh, how to treat one another. Woohoo! Listen, definitely go listen to that. Uh, that'll never grow old. That conversation needs to still continue uh, right now. And then before that, before that one, we did uh, the 10 principles for a successful uh, relationship. So listen, we've been we've been talking, y'all, uh, and I've heard a lot of your guys' comments and, and reviews. Thank you for hitting me up on uh, uh, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Real Pastor Wade, and Wade is spelled W-A-I-D. I appreciate every one of you that have done that and, and your responses, your feedback, whether good or bad. Hey, hey, I take it all. I put myself out there. Listen, I'm not the is-all, be-all. Uh, you know, I, I make mistakes like everybody else. You may not agree with everything that we're talking about, but hey, it is what it is. I am a messenger and you, uh, before, like God said, before I set before you life and death, you choose. So listen, any information you get, you choose. Do your own research, do your own investigation with anything, whether it be uh, uh, about taking a vaccine or not taking a vaccine. Listen, I say it's not needed uh, because God dev- desi- designed your body to fight uh, uh, diseases and things like that. But if you eat wrong and don't take care of your temple, then therefore you have a failing immune system, then therefore you're more susceptible to things like uh, the COVID, which is the AKA also known as uh, 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 the SARS-2 or a renamed flu or a higher grade pneumonia. So I'm just saying, these are, I'm just putting it out there, y'all. So when you talk about discipline before we get started, you may got to remember discipline. Well, we got to do the definition of discipline. Discipline is an activity, exercise, or a regimen that develops or improves a skill or training. Once again, the discipline, when we talk about disciplines of faith, what you're doing is an activity or exercise or a regiment that develops or improves a skill or training. Listen, so we, we talked about prayer. You got to develop that skill. You got to train to do that. How do you train? By doing it, by talking to God, by developing relationships. So you got to do activity. You got to exercise. You got to do a, you got to be regiment about that to develop, to improve that skill. Uh, also, when you talk about repentance, hey, when you talk about turning other directions, saying, I'm sorry, oh, that's why confession, we're about to go right in uh, to that because you know, repentance is turning the other direction. So now we're about to go into confession and confession and repentance go together. But you know, before we get started, you know how we do it. For those that are joining us for the very first time, listen, we, we like to take uh, off on this plane together. 
So before we take off, we like to make sure that your C and tray tables are in the upright lock position. Any turbulence you feel on this flight is God shaking at the very root, but does not belong on this plane. If you look, if you with somebody, look back at them and say, you ready? Look back at them and say, I'm ready. Then let's go. Discipline of confession. Yeah, this is what I'm talking about. Question is, is it working for you? Uh, you got to talk about principal scriptures uh, of discipline of confession, like Psalms uh, 51, uh, Amos 5, 4 uh, through 6, Romans 5, 1 through 11, uh, James uh, 4, 7 through 10, uh, 5 and 16, 1 Peter 2 and 24, uh, 2 Peter uh, 3 and 9, and 1 John uh, 1 and 9. And I just want to read a quick, quick, quick scripture to get us in the mode uh, uh, talking about that discipline of confession. Because what is confession? Confession is basically an admission. You know, we don't like to confess when we've been doing wrong or are wrong and stuff like that. And then we, we don't like to really confess to God and we sure don't want to confess uh, anything and admitting things to others. So this is very imperative when you talk about the disciplines of faith. Your prayer is very essential. Repentance is very essential. Now we're talking about uh, confession because you got sometimes you got to put words on it. Listen, you got to be able to look at yourself sometimes, even if nobody is around and be like, listen, I, sometimes I told you, I'll talk about me. I'll confess to me sometime. I'll look in the mirror and be like, wait, you trip. Or maybe you shouldn't have lost your temper there. Oh, I'm sorry. Did I say the wrong thing? Oh, I'm sorry. None of y'all lose your temper anymore or uh, cuss words. You know, when you stub that toe and you want to just, yeah, uh-huh. You want to do all that? No, I know none of y'all do that. So sometimes you got to look yourself in the mirror and say, you just tripping. And I have to do that sometimes. And sometimes we got to, when the Bible talks about examining ourselves, we need to do things like that. That's part of examining yourself, confessing exactly where you are. Even when you're talking about, I don't, uh, if you don't believe God for something, God, help me with my unbelief. That's the confession. Help me. You're asking for help and you confess it that I don't believe, that I have doubts. So, and, and that thing, kind of thing is okay. I know. You know, church teacher, well, I have faith. I ain't supposed to doubt. Not Well, praise the Lord for that. Uh, you're still human. And uh, there are some doubts, usually some way, shape or form, that we have to overcome. So uh, I'm just asking for a friend. I'm just speculating. So let me read Psalms 51 for you real quick. And so you can get a little gist of when you talk about confession. This is my man, David. David is my man. And uh, in Psalms 51, uh, he this is they call this a prayer of repentance, but it's also a confession at the same time. That's why I say repentance and confession go at the same or hand in hand. So it says, uh, have mercy upon me, O God, according to your loving kindness, according to the multitude of your tender mercies, blow out my uh not blow out look see listen that's why you don't know not one jot nor tittle should be changed in the word don't be adding your stuff how do i say blow out your transgression it says blot out see don't not blow out blot out my transgressions it also said verse two wash me thoroughly uh from my iniquity and cleanse me from my sin uh verse three for i acknowledge my transgression here see here's confession right here verse three he says i acknowledge my transgressions and my sin is always before me. Listen, this is David telling himself the truth. My sin is always before me. Listen, blot out my tr transgressions. As a matter of fact, here's the thing about transgression. He's past trespass because you know that when, when you trespass, that means you cross the line. It's, it's a violation. 
So here is David right here saying, for I acknowledge my transgression and my sin is always before me saying he can't even escape it. He got to tell himself the truth. He got before you can confess to God what your issues are. You need to confess to yourself that you got issues. Oh, boy, I'm sorry. Did I say the wrong thing? Y'all want to just keep it in the closet, right? Man, that closet, man, them bones, when they talk about keep the, the skeletons in the closet, uh, first of all, I don't know why we keep putting skeletons in the closet. I don't understand. Because we close the door, they need to go in the graveyard. And then that closet is full because I got, I like a lot of clothes, so my clothes in there because I can't be putting no stuff in there. But listen, that's that's there here and there, neither here nor there. But he says, I acknowledge my transgressions and my sin is always before me. Against you, you only have I sinned and done this evil in your sight, that you may be found just a, when you speak and blameless when you judge. Behold, I was brought forth in iniquity and in sin my mother conceived me. Behold, you desire truth in the inward parts. Here is he's acknowledging, God, you desire truth in the inward parts. See, sometimes uh, when you need to confess, you got to go inward. Oh boy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. See, that's why lies be coming out because you didn't go inward and 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 until your inward parts where you know the truth, where you really can't hide from yourself. And then when you tell that lie, that means you're going into denial that you ignore the inward parts. Oh, don't get me started. And in the hidden parts, you will make me to know wisdom. Verse seven, purge me with your hyssop and I shall be clean. Wash me and I shall be whiter than snow. Make me hear joy and gladness that the bones you have broken may rejoice. Hide your face from my sins and blot out all my iniquities created me Ooh, lord have mercy created me a clean heart oh god and renew a steadfast spirit within me do not cast me away from your presence listen sometimes we, we don't want to be cast away from god's presence that's why we want to just come with confession remember we said in prayer a c t s when you pray so one a is adoration c is confession that's the second part in a prayer so when you adore god first the second thing you want to do is confess any sins uh that you may have done because before to get to the t to be thankful let's confess first and then thank god for uh blotting out our transgression and then we get to s after all of that supplication oh good god almighty you see how that glows goes how it flows right there. Uh, it says, uh, creating me a clean heart, oh God, and renew a steadfast spirit within me. Do not cast me away from your presence and do not take your Holy Spirit from me. Restore me the joy of your salvation and uphold me, uh, be your generous spirit. Then I will teach transgressions. See, you're supposed to teach folks. Listen, dog, stop, listen, stop transgression, stop sinning, confess your sins at least to yourself and to God. Maybe you may not want to confess to other people because you know other people judge. Whew. Did I say the wrong thing? You know, folks be judging. So that's why that's why we don't like to tell people our stuff somewhere because they be judging. But uh, then I will teach transgressors your ways and sinners shall be con converted to you. Uh, here's some questions that you may ask. How do I exhibit a life of confession in my daily life now? Uh, what can I do better? Uh, be willing and disciplined to be a person who confesses to God and also allow trusted uh, others to hold me accountable? That's a great question. There's another question you said, what blocks confession from working and uh, being exhibited in me? Another one is, how can I initiate confession and be disciplined to continually carry it out? Another one is, what can I do to make confession function 
better, stronger, and faster, even in times of uncertainty and stress. Here are some scriptures. I usually, I got to give these to you because just in case you want to study this out uh, for yourself, because I know we don't can't spend a lot of time in our conversations. Here are some uh, positive examples uh, in scriptures about confessions. You have Levi 5 and 5. You have Psalms 32 and 5, uh, and also Psalms 51, which we just read, Mark 6 and 12, Matthew 10 and 13, uh, Luke. Uh, 3 and 8, Romans 1, 16 through 17, and 2 Timothy 2, 8 through 11, and some negatives, examples of scripture about confession. When there's a positive, they're always in a negative. Uh, that's Judges 17 and 6, 2 Chronicles 28 and 9 through 11, Isaiah 3 and 9, uh, Matthew 10, 33, Mark 8, 38, John 12, 42 through 43, and 2 Timothy 2, 8 through 11. Understand this, watch this. The discipline of confession is an event of responding to the gospel's message, then acknowledging our faith publicly. But as a discipline, watch this, confession becomes a continual process where we conform our lives to his way, God's way. That's a, when I say his way, that's a capital H and capital W. So our faith applies to our lives. This means we come to the grace, forgiveness, and authority of Jesus because of him. We keep submitting by the application of his precepts to our lives that result in maturity and spiritual growth. When we talk about disciplines of faith and repentance, the disciplines, period, this is about maturity and spiritual growth. When it talks about here, major love complete, or uh, we're talking, he's talking about uh, maturation. He's talking about uh, making your love perfect. Uh, that's maturity. We got to get to be maturity, spiritually mature, y'all. And right now you're seeing, even during this time of uncertainty, COVID, all that kind of stuff, the immaturity of the church, period. We're talking about churches been around for years that are so spiritually mature. Then some of the individuals and people, you're definitely seeing how immature they are spiritually. I mean, babies, like, oh my God. Like some of the people, like, I'm like looking around, like, are you guys kidding me? Oh boy, I don't want to get in trouble, but I have to get in trouble because we're talking about people that are just so spiritually mature that swear. I mean, they know every uh, all 66 books of the Bible. They know the Torah, they know the Tanakh, they know it all. And yet they still are spiritually immature because they lack of developing a relationship, lack of disciplines. Oh boy, here we go. Understand this, this is a grace, quote unquote, in that we receive the ability from Christ and a discipline in that it requires the commitment on our part to own up and to acknowledge the sins that show our flaws and faults. Thus, we also continue to lead a life that confesses wrongdoings uh, is accountable. This means we change our minds and ways so we are a soul of at rest in him. And so our motives, values, and goals, aspiration, and plans are about seeking Christ's lordship and standing firm to him, not seeking our own personal agenda. Repentance, watch this, is before God. Confession is before God. Then having others hold us accountable to our faith. So that's why the repentance and confession is important to other people. You need somebody to hold you accountable. In the, in, the, in the natural world, God is already holding you accountable because by you confessing to him, you're saying, God, I acknowledge you, I'm confessing this to you. But now, he says, how do you love me whom you don't see and you don't love your, your brother whom you do see? Here it is, now something to, to connect with that. The reason why you confess or repent in front of others is so now they can hold you accountable here in the natural because they can go, remember you say, 
See, you can try to uh, blot out or 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 uh, God trying to talk to you uh, in your ear and you like, I'm not trying to listen to you. Also, uh, understand this. The distinction uh, uh, between confession and repentance is that confession is taking our repentance and telling someone besides uh, God. Of course, you go to him first and foremost to hold us accountable. What happens when we do not practice this discipline? Who passed away. I'm, I'm glad you asked. The waywardness of our sinful nature will resume and take control. This allows us as a quote unquote Christian to act one way on a Sunday, another on a Monday. So such things as gossip, bitterness, anger, and withdrawal will engage us to act the opposite of God's call. When we do not confess, we are not doing what is right. In fact, we are even fighting against God. Woo, good God Almighty. You find that in Matthew 4, 17, 27 and 3, John 10, 10, 2 Corinthians 7, 10 through 11. The discipline of confession is not a ritual. Oh boy, I could just stop right there because we got oh, ritualistic uh, churches right now. I mean, you thought the Catholic church was ritualistic. I'm sorry, did I say the wrong thing? The regular churches are ritualistic as well. We do stuff just ritualistic by reaction, just, just because religiously. So the discipline because is not ritual or a rigid ecclesiastical construct so others can manipulate it. This was the sin of the Pharisees and the Catholic pre-Vatican one and two church. Confession is liberation, not pretense bondage or oppressions. Understand this, the discipline of confession is the obedience to commit ourselves to a leading life that is worthy to be called Christian as our life is in Christ. See, I love that statement right there because I just read a quote in a book because I'm reading a book called uh, uh, The Matrix Reloaded in the Gospels. And Maya Angelou they asked me Angelou a question, a famous uh, poetess. And uh, she says, I am not a Christian. She says, I'm striving to be one daily because she was talking about the lifestyle. And I thought that was really profound, you know, because some of us declare uh, that we are Christians, but we don't practice the lifestyle of being like Christ. Uh oh. Did I say the wrong thing? So in order for us to really be Christians, we have to be practicing lifestyle. It's not just enough to say that I'm a Christian or I'm a disciple of Christ. You have to follow the lifestyle. So discipline of confession is the obedience to commit ourselves to a leading a life that is worthy to be called Christian. As our new life is in Christ, so is your life worthy. What do you want to do in your life? Is a question you should be asked. Does it correspond with God's word? That's another question you should ask. Our call in life is to please God, good God almighty. But we have a disconnect without question happened because the fall of man defaced everything in the world, including our thinking, relationships, and, and faith. Our sin will block any attempt to seek our Lord. That is why the cross was and is so essential. This applies to everyone. Even those of us who are fortunate to be saved by grace are affected by sin. Christ's atonement means he covered the sin, but still, remains lurking, destroying, and causing us to replace good thinking with bad thinking. Listen, if y'all don't remember anything else, you need to remember that. That is major. Understand this. The discipline of confession. Is this helping anybody? I Listen, hit, hit your boy up right now. 
just whatever you're doing, just go to the Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter, whatever platform you use, and hit me up on Real Pastor Wade. And Wade is spelled W A I D. Real Pastor Wade, W A I D. Man, let, let your boy know I'm on target. If 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 you if you're liking what we're talking about right now, because listen, I know these are hard things when you talk about confession, uh, repentance, prayer. These are tough things, but these are things that we have to practice constantly. When you talk about that lifestyle of being a Christian. You can't just be declaring, I'm a Christian. Well, praise the Lord for that. There's a lot of people declaring that, but when you look at their life, there's nothing about them to say, I am Christ-like. Nothing. And I'm talking about bishops right now, without question. Bishops right now, the bishops of the tutus. Some of them have been preaching, I mean, princes of the ministry. And, and their behavior right now is showing nothing about them being Christ-like whatsoever. I'm just saying, some of their comments, some still talking about Trump, some still talking about COVID, some getting the vaccines and trying to help their people get vaccines and all that without helping them like really know God or transform for real. I'm, oh boy, I, I see I'm about to get in trouble. That's why I need some love from you guys because this kind of stuff is happening going on. There's a lot of people being led astray and we're talking about men and women of God that are, are, are major players, quote unquote, supposedly. And right now we are failing as a body in Christ right now. Oh boy. Understand this, back to my point, that the discipline of confession will allow us to recognize, then confess our sins to God and allow others to hold us to it. Confession will motivate us to yield to the work of the Spirit within us. Our confession helps remove the blockage and allows His work to flow. His work is there. The question is, and will we respond to it by faith? That's the question and the answer. So the question is, will we respond to it by faith? Sin and confession are not popular subjects. <laughs> Come on, y'all. Even though sin feel good, y'all know it do. That's why we do it. Oh, uh, boy. See, I know they like it. Pastor Wade says sin feel good. If you haven't noticed, it does. That's why you keep doing it. It does. That's why you have to confess. That's why you have that little guilty feeling afterwards. That's a good thing because that means the Holy Spirit is, 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 uh, is still on your conscience telling you that you know that was wrong. But I'm sorry, sin does feel good. The thing about it is that when you sin, we're in our flesh. So therefore, we shouldn't be carnal. We need to let our spirit, man or woman, be leading us. Oh, boy, nobody likes that. That's why this is not popular. But I get it. But we have to talk about it. Who wants to be bothered and confronted, let alone be convicted? Nobody. But for us to grow and mature, we have to, lest we remain in those sins. And how sad that would be. Sin will cloud everything. It. I love it. My Yoda is one of my favorite characters in Star Wars. And one of his favorites, my favorite statements, he says, once you go down the path of the dark side, forever will it dominate your destiny. I'm just saying. Sin will cloud everything. It will blind us to truth and from seeing the will of God for our lives. We have to be willing to declare, here we go, I, as a follower of Jesus, bought and paid for by his shed blood, must acknowledge my own spiritual nature. If this is not in your practice and in your mindset, you will fall away short of his plan and possibly even his redemption for you. Not lose your salvation now, that's different. You can't lose your salvation. You can walk away from it. Salvation is a gift. So it's like a gift that sits there on the table. If you can choose to touch it or not, but it's still yours. You can walk, actually walk away from the gift. Understand that. All of humanity is fallen from God. We are corrupt in our thinking and actions. Good God Almighty, is that not being shown right now, folks? 
unless God's grace is not only flowing in us, but is also being emphasized in your life, we will fall to make the right, we will fail, I'm sorry, to make the right decisions. Our sinful nature directly woo, relates to our daily lives and how we lead our church. Each of us must commit to ongoing confession in this area from the trivialities of daily life to battling lust. Woo. I know nobody, nobody in this conversation right now battles lust or lying or anything like that. Being a reviler, you know, saying ungodly things out of your mouth, unforgiveness. Oh my God. Overeating. Oh, <sighs> did I say the wrong thing? I'm just saying we all are battling something one way, shape or form. We all have to examine ourselves. We're, listen, I don't care if you've been walking with Jesus all your life. There are plenty of things that you need to confess. Let's talk about your thoughts. Ooh, one of my favorite movies is, uh, well, I should say not one of my favorite movies, a movie that Tyler Perry did that I actually like, uh, a family that prays and, uh, the mother, Kathleen Bates. Yeah. Uh, Catherine Bates, uh, was saying to her son in one of the scenes she said uh uh she was telling him it's not you that you it's it's not you that i don't trust it's your thoughts that give me pause and that is the thing sometimes we have a lot of thoughts ungodly thoughts that should give yourself pause because if anybody heard those thoughts that were in your mind if they actually if there was a, a microphone to your thoughts that people could hear good god almighty You'd probably you'd probably want to hide. You would never want to show your face again. Let's thank God for that, that he is the one that know the innermost thoughts. He's the one uh, that we really need to confess to because he knows everything already. I'm glad that God doesn't expose our stuff. But sometimes we do need to confess to others, especially sin against others. We need to confess uh, to them right now. Listen, when we talk about churches getting back together that haven't been together uh, and I've been on, well, I am on leadership team where the leadership team is divided. And I mean, people talk about each other the whole nine, falling from grace the whole nine. And therefore, before we can even come back together and move forward, there has got to be a spirit of reconciliation. There's got to be a confession. There's got to be some kind of healing, acknowledgement. We got to do some sing kumbaya and get and clear the air because lines have been drawn. The division is running rampant. That's the real virus is division and hatred. And now things are being exposed. And I'm sure, listen, I'm not the only one experiencing that. There's happening all across the country right now in the United States of America. I've heard it from other leaders uh, in other ministries. So listen, it's happening everywhere. We need to have a kumbaya, a come to Jesus meet. And listen, and lay it all on the table. We need to fight. Listen, I say we don't know each other till we fight. <laughs> And there needs some fights to be happening. We need, listen, we need to get it out. And then we need to let the healing, we need the confession. First, we need prayer. Then we need repentance. Then we need to confess to each other. Then we can heal. We get it out and open. Oh boy, nobody liked that idea, y'all. I heard crickets. I wish I had a cricket sound right now. I, I could hear crickets right now. Understand this. Being willing and able to confess sin will renew your mind and prepare you to be a more effective and used by God Christian because you will have given yourself to God mind as well as body. Just think through what he has done for you, the incredible amount of forgiveness you have received and your response and what he has done. It should be gratitude that leads you to desire to purge yourself of sin. When we do as we see fit, that's Judges 17 and 6, 
All we bring on ourselves is strife and confusion that leads to endless hurt. When we have purged the sin, whew, that purging of sin, good God Almighty, and continue to do so as an ongoing venture, we will have no desire to copy the evil ways of the world. Rather, we will desire to be further transformed and renewed by God. We will be new persons, got to be renewed, infused by the Spirit, so that all we think and all we do is pointed in His direction and call because of His of this renewal. We will know what He desires for us, what is best and what is pleasing and perfect. Don't we want to please God, y'all? We should want to please Him. So that lifestyle uh, that we should be walking, these are the disciplines of how to do that. Listen, some of the things are tough. Some may be easy to you, but some of them are tough. When you talk about uh, keeping a continuous prayer life, uh, repentance, you know, when you do wrong and then confessing, uh, when you are wrong, those are tough. <laughs> those are tough sometimes. I'm just saying I can only be speculating. There are many preachers who like to turn the gospel of Jesus Christ into some kind of quote-unquote easy believism, where confession is seen as not necessary. Even some good reformed people do not like this discipline, mainly because of past abuses and that John Calvin opposed it. However, it doesn't matter who opposed it, was obligatory confession and not confession itself. Many see it to be the voluntary and necessary and vital mutual consolation. As you can see from the passages cited, the Bible clearly states that if you want to be a Christian, who gives God glory and pleases him, you must confess. All that you do in life must be a reflection of life surrendered to Christ. If you are so self-willed in your ideas, in your plans and needs, that you will not allow the wise counsel of others or God's introspection upon you, there can be no room for the living God or the living Christ or the Holy Spirit. Ooh, God. I'm sorry, that hurt me to say that, y'all. There's no room. This may mean that others will use you, take advantage of you, get mad at you, ignore you, go around you, ridicule you, and persecute you. But remember, watch this, what they do to you, they do to him, which is God. Make sure you are not the one persecuting the Lord by refusing to yield to wise counsel and the precepts of his word. The discipline of confession will allow us to take a hard look at ourselves and hear what others say so we can better give ourselves over to Christ as Lord. We will be able to ask him and others, where and how do I fail in my judgments? And we will take the personal responsibility to work it out. When we have setbacks, as we all do, we must be committed to restart and continue. Ladies and gentlemen, I know this was tough. I know. I get it. Listen, and there's more. But right now, we're going to take a pause for the cause. Thank you for tuning in to Disciplines of, of, of Faith, 
uh, episode seven. I uh, thank you for all your support and responses. New episodes release every Thursday on iTunes and Spotify at a.m. 8 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. Please remember to subscribe and don't just listen to these episodes just once. Get them ingrained in your spirit. Remember, you can't exercise faith without discipline. Also, for anything to become a habit, psychologically takes 60 to 90 days, 66 to be exact. Remember, in all thy getting, get understanding and then practice implementing what you have learned. Remember, disciplines is key to discipleship. A special thanks. Once again, you know it to my man, Kevin Clayton, I am Music Group. Erica Duff for the artwork, the Flow Therapy Morning Show with Coco B and Frank Diddy on the Uncommon Gospel Radio Network. Alex Teamer, a.k.a. A-Team for the baseline. Pastor Warren Campbell, that is my pastor. And Lena Bird-Miles to This Is The Day intro. Her new album should be dropping here soon. Y'all need to go out there and get it. A shout out to Shannon Jackson at Shay J Entertainment and the Holy Ghost Busters Mobile Ministry, which I am CEO uh woo! come on now we coming we coming big we coming big also a shout out to the house of no hope podcast show with julian payne julian payne is my barber he keeps me looking fresh he also has a great podcast as well and then if you are in the greater los angeles area listen look up the house of no hope go get your haircut you can be fly he is a celebrity barber to the stars remember to subscribe to this is day on whatever podcast platform you use. You can also follow me on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter at Real Pastor Wade. And Wade is spelled W A I D. And remember to post any subject titles you would like to discuss on This Is Day Facebook page or feedback on your Instagram stories or my Facebook stories or what you thought about the conversation. Always remember, God believes in you, and so do I. Till next time, this is the day. This is always the day for breakthrough. Victory. Redemption. Thank you for tuning in. Remember to subscribe to This is the Day with Pastor Wade on any podcast platform that you use. You can interact with Pastor Wade with questions, comments, or subject titles you would like discussed. You can follow Pastor Wade at Real Pastor Wade, that is Real Pastor W-A-I-D, on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter.